sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Good evening, happy Sunday, and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, in addition to the District Edina, your destination for some of the finest home building and remodeling showrooms in Minnesota. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. Woohoo! Oh, I like the sound effects. <laughs> sound effects brought to you by my guest this evening, Ms. Amy Heimerman. Amy does business development for Habitation Furnishing and Design and is our dedicated trade liaison for professionals in the interior design industry. Amy, how are you? I'm just rocking the free world, Greg. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> you are ambitious in 2020. <laughs> New decade. I'm holding on for dear life, but you rock the world and I will simply spin around in circles. There you go. That's okay. It's a good partnership. <laughs> Our dedicated cocktailist from Mercy Benedict's and Mill Valley Kitchen, Mr. Dan Newkirk, is not with us this evening. He is on vacation in sunny Mexico, most likely drunk or at least wondering whose room he just woke up in. Uh, so I'm going to do the cocktailogy this evening. Lord help us all. I'm going to try to multitask, something I used to be good at, but <laughs> not as good at as I used to be. Um, but before I get uh, get to that, Amy, what did you think about my little introduction of the District Edina? I love it. I think it's genius. <laughs> I do. Not not that you're my employer or anything, but I do really think. Okay, anything. This is exactly how a Donald Trump uh, 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 chair uh, meeting goes. I think it's genius, Mr. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Boss. <laughs> no, I do anything curated, um, and this is very curated um, with regard to the folks that are going to be working with us there, and I, I love that. We're doing a lot of people's work for them. We're curating. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to be talking in segment four. I'm going to be giving our listeners a full overview of what the District Edina is. You guys are going to be hearing a lot about it this year. It's a really exciting project. Um, and uh, I've been hinting about it and kind of putting out little bits and pieces, but the truth is it is going to be happening and uh, and you guys are going to hear about it in segment four. Yes. I know. Very Another exciting. hearty yoo-hoo. Hoo-hoo. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> Can we use that, uh, Brett, as our bleep-out noise? Yeah. When <laughs> I kind of like that idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Amy, congratulations. We're, we're done here. You, <laughs> I have done my job. All right, so let's do our Coctology segment. Before we start the mixing music, I will give you a quick overview of what we're going to be doing. This is going to be a barrel-aged gin martini. This is not something I have not made in the past. I literally got up this morning and took a look in the liquor cabinet and said, what can we do? And this is what I came up with. We were originally, by the way, going to have a special guest star today. We were originally going to have Mr. Daniel Avila, who used to mix on the program back in early 2019, oh. I believe. Uh, and at the very last moment, he decided that his sober January could not be imperiled by serving alcohol to me. Oh, <laughs> so you couldn't heck. do it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's get started. Brett, take us away. We're doing a barrel-aged gin martini. I have selected Jay Carver's barrel-aged gin. That is gin that is uh, distilled right here in Minnesota in Carver County. I am struggling to get my cocktail shaker open. And we've got it. All right. 
So we're gonna go in and do essentially uh, two parts of. I'm already screwing up. Two parts of barrel-aged gin from Jay Carver. Uh, that's gonna be about uh, two ounces on my one ounce uh, jigger. Pouring, pouring. I'm making a cocktail for myself. I'm making a cocktail for Miss Heimerman. I am making a cocktail for Mr. Johnson. And then I'll probably do it all again after segment number two. Uh, so there we are. Two ounces per cocktail of uh, the gin. Next, we're gonna be using a uh, dry vermouth. I have chosen Brovo Witty dry vermouth because that's what happened to be in my refrigerator. Um, Amy, by the way, are you aware that vermouth should be kept in a refrigerator? I am aware of that after taking all of the ones out of my cabinet that have been there for probably four or five years. It'll make you blind. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is uh, absolutely true and something that most people don't really realize. Finally, uh, and incidentally, in terms of the uh, dry vermouth, if I didn't say so, about a half an ounce per cocktail. Normally, I like a drier martini, but I'm thinking that with the barrel-aged bourbon flavor, we need to up that a little bit. Finally, two dashes of orange bitters. In this case, I'm using Hella Bitters because I ran out of uh, my traditional brand. Three, four, five, six total shots or uh, uh, dashes of bitters. I'm placing this in my Boston shaker, which is actually not a Boston shaker, but we're gonna pretend it is. We're going to shake this for about 20 seconds. Here we go with the fabulous radio theater shaking noise. Not fake either. This is actually great going with this. That's real. It's spraying too. It's legit, baby. It's totally legit. All right. Almost there. We're waiting for a uh, frozen sweat to appear on the cocktail shaker. And as soon as that's done, we're going to add this to our cocktail glasses. Try not to confuse them because everybody in town has the flu. I think we've reached the proper point. And we have a really interesting color. I'm making a terrible mess here, by the way. Matt McNeil is going to be one unhappy man when he comes in. After yeah, he'll just program. have to deal with it. Grow up, McNeil. Not the first time you found a sticky table. Tell him to try to bartend and host a show at the same time. <laughs> Our final move is to actually rip uh, a, uh, a orange rind, and we're going to do that over the cocktail because it's going to express the cocktail or the uh, citrus flavors over. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have created a barrel-aged gin martini, which is here and present. All right, now, remember, this is 2020. We have a new program. Everybody knows I hate mouth noises. They drive me absolutely crazy on podcasts because I'm always listening in earbuds and it gets much too close for comfort. Therefore, now play us our sipping music, Brett. Oh my god, it's good. It's really tasty. Well, of course it's good. It's beautiful, too. It is. It's a gorgeous kind of orangey, yellowy uh, drink. This is going to appear in our next cocktail compendium. Yes. It's blonde. It is blonde. It's a beautiful. blonde martini. Boom. We should call it a blonde martini. That's the name right there. You're welcome. Well, two. Right? We've got our bleeping noise and our cocktail name. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Uh, this is really good, Brett. When you get a chance, we're going to get one out to you over there. Uh, another quick note before we go to break and then start a conversation with Miss Heimerman, and you do get a chance to talk more than two words. Um, 
We're going to do something new on the show all year this year. Starting today, we are going to be working our way, as promised, through the Frank Sinatra musical compendium, his entire discography starting in 1950. Each album will be highlighted every week, and uh, we're going to kind of track his progression and growth. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, be prepared for all Sinatra all the time through 2020. Do you like the idea? I do. I like it. Awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to distribute some more cocktails. When we come back, we're speaking with Amy Heimerman. Stick with us. It has a passion, the continental, an invitation. Say it's only a paper moon sailing over cardboard sea. But it wouldn't be make-believe if you believed in me Yup, it's only a canvas sky hanging over a muslin tree But it wouldn't be make-believe Welcome back to Drink in the Style One-hour conversation about art, architecture, design, and pretty much anything else aesthetic I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and my guest this evening is Habitation's own Amy Heimerman. Hey, y'all. Two ends, the traditional German spelling of Heimerman. Yes, absolutely. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Stick true to the roots. Yep. Eventually, you'll be forgiven for two world wars, and yep. we'll go back to the two ends proudly. Well, it allows you to sing a little bit. Amy Heimerman. <laughs> it's an extra N. Because the Germans, as we know, are such a singing such happy group. singers, yes. Yes, a little oompa in the background. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are going to be talking about uh, the multiple roles that you play at Habitation today because you've been with us about six months. In fact, uh, just completed, just coming up on your six-month anniversary, correct? Yep, that's right, on the 10th. It's wonderful. You've done a beautiful job. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be here. Um, and when we brought you on, there were a couple of different things that we were going to have you do, and you've been filling those roles beautifully. So let's break them down and start out with, um, let's say, the multifamily housing projects that uh, are such an important part of what Habitation does, correct? Yes, that is very correct. So my job is to keep that pipeline loaded with exciting jobs in the multifamily um, sector. So Carl, our uh, commercial lead designer, and I work closely together to build relationships. And that's that's the big philosophy, is relationships, because we want to we want we don't want to do just one job for someone. We want to do lots of jobs. We want to create something. We want to explore the possibilities of what we can do together, help each other grow our businesses. Um, well, also- part of part of the value proposition, of course, is is just that. That is to say, um, it's not about simply filling in furniture and walking away and filling a void. Right? We're creating relationships with our clients so that they can create relationships with their tenants and their renters and what have you. Right? Exactly, and that's what our partnership is all about. So when they bring us in and they say, "We'd like you to do a." Uh, an apartment unit, a model, or a condo, or a townhome, that kind of thing. Uh, we don't go in uh, with that more stringent, neutralized sort of um, look that you get with a lot of staging philosophies. We have a different philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that philosophy is we want it to have uh, something unique, something memorable, because they're going to see a bunch of places in one day, mm-hmm. and we want them to remember. 
Absolutely true. You know? You've got to be. Because there's been a huge boom in apartment and condominium building in Minneapolis. Lots of people are downsizing or moving to those spaces. And you have a tendency, I think most folks come out and they take a look at three or four different units probably on a given day. Part of what we want to do is make that particular unit, that particular building stand out, right? Yeah, we want to make it sing. We want people to feel at home. We want them to be able to see themselves there. And your traditional staging uh, sort of uh, viewpoint is to neutralize as much as you can. But we really like to bring a storyline. Carl, our lead designer, like I said, loves to bring a storyline. Maybe <laughs> this unit is, is is a, a possibly a couple coming from Boston relocating. They have a dog. They love to go cycling. And so you'll see cycling. You'll see a leash. You'll see in the kitchen, maybe they're going to make some dog biscuits from scratch. You know, you'll see those things. Um, and, and I love that, that he creates a story. So it makes us uh, more layered, more interesting, more unique. Um, while still being real true to the to the design of the building, mm-hmm. to the specs, to the demographic, and all of that. It is. It's one of the keys that you know when we go in and we do a project, and you know you've sent out the the form, of course, that that comes through. Who is your target demographic? What is their age group? What is their income level expected? I mean, companies. Are- buildings all know this. And then we go in and we create someone who fits that key demographic and it hopefully resonates uh, more so. And then we also fill in, of course, I mean, other things, the temp paper that we tend to use. You guys do a great job with that. Yes. Thank you. That's exciting. That's been a thing. I've heard Lena talk about that on this show. And uh, it is something you can put up. It's beautiful. It's wallpaper. It comes right down. uh, But it gives the the space more of a personal feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a wow factor and something you remember. I remember that place with that cool wallpaper in the bedroom. That just helps you remember, I want to be in that building. Let's go back to that building. It, exactly. It uh, it resonates. And again, I mean, every other building they've looked at, I guarantee you, are, are off-white or perhaps a light gray wall throughout, whereas a habitation model is going to have that temporary wallpaper, that temp paper wall that we generally use in it. It's going to have the theme associated uh, with the tenancy. And yeah, and, and they become exceptional. And then we also do additional details. Like one of my big pet peeves, I hate inflatable mattresses used oh, in staging. Yep. Drives me crazy. I was at a really high-end single-family house that was staged recently. And uh, it was like a $3 million house. And the staging company, we don't do single-family, but the staging company went in and they had inflatable mattresses on every one of the beds. And a sign on the bed that said, do not sit on bed, which of course forces you to touch the bed. And it just it just it permeates the energy of the space, right? Yeah, it really does, and and uh, it's a good idea. But boy, you got to go back with that pump about every couple of weeks because somebody's popped it or whatever. <laughs> it's um, true. Ask it's me how I point. know that. <laughs> you used to do staging. I you're sure right. Did. I've been back to undo and redo beds more it's, often than I can say. It's worth a few hundred bucks to add the decent real mattress. Sure, yeah. In there. I what agree. about common spaces? Now you are also in charge of procuring common space. There will be uh, yep. lobbies and game rooms and things like that, right? It is, yep. And those are those amenities, lobbies, common spaces, club rooms, um, which, which cross you over into that commercial space. You know, in a model unit, we can put some residential furnishings, that type of thing. But when we're talking about a lobby in a common space, that's that's um, commercial use. So we got to be careful with what we put in there. We want to make sure that it's rated and fire retardant and all that. But also we want to bring... Um, a beautiful environment. We want to bring the living room into those spaces because those are extensions of those residents' living spaces, and we want them to be excited to use them. They're paying for them, and sometimes those are the decision makers. Love those amenities. I'm getting that place. It's a great point. It's a great point. It used to be back in the day that, you know, lobbies or, or what have you, they just fill it in and don't worry about it. But 
we're moving into a different millennials uh, and also baby boomers who are downsizing are all looking for more of a community within the space that they're that they're doing. And you can affect that. You can actually achieve that by making the space someplace that's functional and usable and worth doing, right? Absolutely. Well, community is all in our offices, this hive sort of creativity and all of that. You know, you find that in these multifamily uh, projects as well. There's a lot of common space and people do love to cohabitate. And mm-hmm. then when they want their own space, they've got their own space. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's it, it's impactful and it's important and it's a great new trend because, you know, we've redone, I think we did uh, the Gates Apartments, uh, correct? The Carlson Gates? Yep, Carlson. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had us last year, I believe it was, redo their... Uh, their um, club room. Club room. Thank you. And Carl came in and, you know, it had initially been kind of a big space. There was no cohesion to it. They didn't have, you know a theme of any kind, either for use or for aesthetics. Yeah. And we broke it into spaces. We made sure that it was movable. It could be flexible. And uh, at this point, I think they're really, really pleased. In fact, I know they are. Yes. And they're happy. It's beautiful. And you can have several different things going on in that room because it's zoned. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's doable. It's pleasing to look at. You can also have a big party there. Right? Exactly. You know? Exactly. And it uh, and it works. So this is a great, and you've been doing a great job of expressing this to clients. And uh, I know we've got a lot of exciting uh, multifamily home projects coming up. I do. I'm really excited about Herb Towsley's new project. Yes. He's got over in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Over in St. Paul. That is. Now, he is rehabbing. What building was it? I can't remember the building. It's going to be called The Hill, though. And it's going to be absolutely beautiful redevelopment of an older building. I can't wait to see that yep. one. All right. We're going to take another quick break. I'm going to add a little more martini to my glass. And we're going to come back and talk more about all that Amy does at Habitation. Stick with us. A little white light will lead you to mine. Exactly how I feel, should I confess I love you? Should I recite beneath the pale moonlight and swear by the stars above you? Could I repeat? The sweetest story told Could I Welcome back to Drinking the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. on AM 950 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Available anytime as a stream or podcast. Check out am950radio.com or dubsdrinkinthestyle.com anytime to stream, download, or enjoy previous episodes as well as this one uh, as well. We are listening. We talked at the top of the show about our new program in 2020. That is to say, the Frank Sinatra discography. We are going to be working through Frank Sinatra's entire collection of released studio albums, starting with the one we've selected today, Sing and Dance with Frank Frank Sinatra, released in 1950. Amy, are you a Frank Sinatra fan? I'm a huge Sinatra fan. Good for you, because otherwise, you know, you could you were you were finished. My job could be in jeopardy. <laughs> I, love... I believe legally you can terminate you for not liking Frank Sinatra. I'm pretty sure that was the Sinatra Act of 1973. Really? And is there a drinking <laughs> act of 2019 with the uh, habitation? <laughs> that was the uh, Happy Hour cocktail think tank uh, yes. uh, program that we launched. <laughs> yeah, no, so Frank Sinatra, uh, absolutely the greatest singer of all time, and people don't realize he actually released. He started releasing studio albums in 1946, 
and uh, under his own Frank Sinatra name before he was uh, actually just a singer with, it doesn't matter. 46 to 50, I'm sorry, Mr. Sinatra, I don't like any of the albums. They are all really slow, croonery, plodding, romantic love songs that just yeah, don't work for me. Yeah, they don't start to bounce till the 50s. Exactly. So in 1950, I believe in October of 1950, Frank Sinatra came out with Sing and Dance with Frank Sinatra. Tempo picked up. He started to become a stylist, and everything shot off from there. So little known fact, between 46 and his last released album, which was the second duets album in... I don't recall exactly what year, but it's out there. You can find it on Wikipedia. He released <laughs> 53, I believe, uh, albums, including three or four Christmas albums that we'll probably just do at the end of the year. That means we can do one album more or less per week for all of 2020, and then we'll have to figure out what the hell to do. Speaking of little-known facts about Please. Sinatra, yes. uh, did you know that he had a hand in naming the cartoon character Scooby-Doo? Mm. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. He really named it? Is that for real? That is what some CBS executive said. <laughs> and it's on the internet, so it's got to be true. So Dooby-Dooby-Doo was turned into Scooby-Dooby-Doo? Scooby-Dooby-Doo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to research. I'm going to Snopes that one because that seems suspicious. What was the, There was also a quote that I saw a T-shirt once that was, uh, to do is to be. Which is uh, a philosopher, I'll say Descartes, because no one's going to call me on it. And then to be is to do, which was, I believe, Voltaire. And then it said, Doobie, Doobie, Doobie do, do, Sinatra. Sinatra. Awesome. Yeah, you can find that on the same page, I bet. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, folks, I hope you guys are Sinatra fans, because you're going to be getting an awful lot of them this, uh, this year. Let's jump back into talking about uh, habitation and design and work like that. Sound Absolutely. Good? All right. So... You fill another role, uh, that is to say, managing our new single-family home value-added programs. Uh, those are the pre-listing assessment and the perfect home program, the PLA and the PHP. Tell us all about them. Yes. So, uh, in the residential business development department, um, we are rolling out a program to uh, real estate agents and home buyers uh, called the Get It Sold program, otherwise known as the pre-listing assessment or the PLA. Uh, yep. Lots of different names. So this is uh, not a staging service. It is a boots on the ground, on-site, 90-minute uh, walkthrough of a buyer's home. Mm -hmm. And this is with buyer's eyes. You know, we want this place to uh, have the broadest appeal possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so we're not staging. We are making a detailed, comprehensive list of recommendations. And these are all high-yield uh, types of recommendations. We've got resources. You know, we're going to look at the curb appeal. We're going to look at maintenance issues. We're going to look at furniture layout, paint colors, all of that sort of thing. And then when we walk out the door, you as a home buyer have a list of things. You know, it's a roadmap, really, mm -hmm. uh, of what you need to do to really get this home to, to put its best foot forward. So a client uh, of a given real estate office, let's say, for example, Fazenden Realty, who yep. are going to be tenants uh, uh, and partners in the new district building in Edina, we're talking about next segment, um, has a client who lists their home for sale. So the pre-listing assessment is a case where a habitation designer goes to their existing home before it's listed, and you do all those things that you've talked about, correct? Absolutely, because buyers today are 
comparison shopping. Mm-hmm. It's a competitive market. Um, and they're going to rely heavily uh, on the photos that they find online. I mean, when I moved here six and a half years ago, it was all about the photos because I moved from Nashville, Tennessee. And so <laughs> Never would have guessed. <laughs> so it was all online. Um, so those photos are, are incredibly important and, and quite unforgiving, really. I mean, you want that place to look right because it's going to get shot and that's going to go out on the Internet. And that is how people buy homes now. And we know what things are going to look like when they're online. If you are a homeowner, you know, you don't. When do you have a chance to see your home online. You're not sure. Certain things are going to show better than others. Certain levels of clutter are going to show worse than you imagine. So a habitation designer goes out and you're going to point and you're going to say, change this wall, move this piece, empty this room of these pieces. Yes. Basically tell folks how they can make their space show as as successfully as possible. Yeah, because your home's got features. It's got it's got a good side and it's got some things that are not quite its best side and we want to bring out the right things and downplay those other things and uh, we have the eye to do that. Um, we do that compassionately. We do that uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> professionally. <laughs> or right, your grandmother's got to get out of the damn exactly. house. Exactly. She cannot be in the photos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we, I mean, we just talk about all of those kinds of things. And you know, you kind of, as a home buyer, a homeowner, you really have to uh, take your ego and your heart out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And realize that um, getting your house ready for market is totally different yeah. than uh, designing your house for a living. And yeah. we as designers can wear both hats. And it's not. And it's not a matter of this is wrong. And it's not a matter of dumbing things down to the lowest common denominator and emptying the space. No. It's about taking a look with a designer's eye to say this is what you've created in this space, and this is how we can best present what it is without distraction and without things that aren't going to be beneficial to you. Absolutely. It's the realtor's best friend because the realtor's working real hard for those home buyers. Home buyers are putting their trust in that realtor. It's a team effort, you know, mm-hmm. and we're that third party, that that third teammate that says, we want to get it sold. Let's do this. And what's the cost on doing this? It's 200 bucks for 90 minutes. Which is nothing. It's nothing, especially when we're coming in with both barrels. We'll give you all the information you need. We've got resources. We've got painters. We've got electricians that we can hand off to you and go, hey, Here's, here's how you can make this happen. Tenants in the district building who can come in and, and be helpful in, in making that happen as we refer business to them. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so so creating that roadmap. And again, $200, it's so critical that, you know, the first 30 days of your listing when you are on the market are critical. You've got to either sell or be prepared to drop that price. So there is no do-over on Real estate exactly, in exactly. Well, and with you know, we come in at two hundred bucks an hour, and then excuse me, two hundred bucks for ninety minutes. But then you may have some things you need to do, some things you need to purchase, some painting you may need to do, some uh, um, repairs you may need to make. But that is always going to be less than your first price drop. Seriously, yeah, you're not dropping your house by two hundred bucks. You're dropping your house by two hundred by twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's usually ten percent. Exactly, and this is not going to be anywhere near that. Fabulous. All right. And uh, so we can, so folks, if they are interested, uh, we are working with a number of real estate offices around town that may refer us. If you guys are listing your house and would like us to do that, you don't need to be working with anyone in particular. You can reach out to Amy. You can reach out to Habitation. Absolutely. What about the uh, the other program, the PHP? I like acronyms. It's a holdover from my old Cargill days where everything had to have an acronym. The PHP, the Perfect Home Program. Um, and that is, that's the super exciting one because that's after you have purchased your home. Uh, and a lot of people will purchase that home and then go, oh, shoot. <laughs> this place is way bigger than what I have now. Or it's smaller. It's laid out different. It, the architecture 
culture's different. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. You know how you do. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of buyers, just second, you know, second thoughts. Um, and so we love to come in in that way uh, and say, hey, here's how you can use your existing furniture. And then let's create something integrated. Let's create a design plan for you so that you can use what you have now and these and new pieces possibly. We'd love to sell those to you, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to create a plan for you so that you can create in this home something that feels like home, even though it's a new place. So that is a um, uh, something that we extend. It's a service we extend to uh, partnered real estate agencies. Right. So we go in and, and uh, take away those jitters and, and help you create something new. It's a two-hour uh, consultation. So essentially, so uh, with certain partners, with certain real estate offices, and we'll be talking about uh, additional ones, of course, we've already mentioned Fazenden Realty under certain circumstances uh, has this as a program. Um, a habitation designer will go out to your existing home, the home that you have sold or are in the process of selling, take a look at your existing furnishings, yep. understand what's in there, what you want to keep, what you don't want to keep, that type of thing. Then meet you again at your new home, take a look and come up with a plan for where and how you're going to use your existing furniture and then what additional pieces uh, would fill the space out to achieve the perfect home. Absolutely. And we can do a whole lot in a two-hour span, whether it's all at one time or one hour here and one hour there. And then beyond that, you know, we are designers. Mm-hmm. So we can definitely be of help to fill in those those gaps mm-hmm. and to really help you create something that feels like you. It's, yeah, it's, it's the fundamental nature of being a designer is making the home reflect what you want it to be and who you are or who you want to be either way. Um, and uh, and turning that designer's critical eye. In truth, I'm really proud of this program. I mean, this is something that's relatively new that we've we've kind of created. It went hand in glove with the rollout of the district building. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, who else who else does that? I mean, normally you'd have a designer out. You'd have to have everything brought over, set the stuff up, and then you have a designer take a look and decide what to do. In this case, we're coming in and we're saying. This is a piece you don't want. And we can facilitate, you know, if there are pieces you want to get rid of that yep. aren't going to make it to the new house, we can facilitate donation to, say, Hope Chest or Bridging or one of the charities that uh, can pick pieces up. Absolutely. Or you'll know what to sell on Craigslist before you go, and then you don't have to pay to move the dang thing. Absolutely. Or Facebook Marketplace is a great way to move move things, you mm-hmm. know, a kind of classy way to move things. So, yeah, for sure. And then this this uh, Perfect Home program also allows us to, to bring in our design because because we talked about the fact that when you put something on the market, that's different. That's that's designed for for uh, real estate. This is designed for living. This is the fun stuff. Yes. You know, this is about you. Yes. This is about your space. And we we absolutely light up like Christmas trees. We love that stuff. It is the stuff you absolutely love. <laughs> yeah. The 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 pre-listing assessment, a great use of skill and talent. But it's let's all face business. It, the cool part is when you actually get to create a space, and then when you're done, the client looks around and says, "I." This is, this is our perfect home. Collaboration. Beautiful right. thing. That was fabulous. All right. Uh, that, is, uh, that is the PHP, the PLA, the ASAP, INFO <laughs> associated <laughs> with all of those programs. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to be doing the Habitation audio log. This is all going to be about the new district building. And we're going to talk about a couple other design aspects. So, folks, stick with us. This is going to be fun going into segment four. That voodoo that you do so well. When you're smiling, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. 
When you're laughing, when you're laughing, the sun comes shining. So for uh, for Christmas, but my beloved family bought me a turntable, a record turntable, because. I have hipster aspects to my personality. And it's just occurred to me that I'm going to need to try to track down all of these uh, albums. I have a hobby now. Ooh. Great idea? Good idea? Bad idea? idea. Oh, I think so, yeah. Horrible waste of time. I've got to think of a way to hook that up to our board so we can play that during the show if you actually get albums. (gasps) Oh, that's a great idea. Really cool to do. All right. Oh, and I'm thinking we're going to frame them, and they're going to end up in somebody's basement. The the record, (laughs) the uh, the 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 record player, the turntable has a USB port and Bluetooth to it. So, uh, although then I'd have to basically, I'm going to have to buy you guys a turntable. If it's USB, we can do that. Yeah, but I'm not going to carry the thing back and forth. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that would be kind of annoying. That would be an inconvenience to me. Yeah, it would be fun for the first three weeks until (laughs) about the 13th week. (laughs) On that damn table again. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Drink in the Style, and this is Gregory Rich complaining and bitching about uh, having to carry uh, audiovisual equipment back and forth to the studio. We have been speaking with Amy Heimerman from Habitation Furnishing and Design. We're going to do the Habitation audio log in just a second, and it's going to be the intro to the District Edina building. But before we do that, before I forget, Amy, how can folks, whether they be real estate agents, offices, or individuals selling their homes, reach out and contact you? You can contact me at Amy at HabitationDesign.com, or you can give me a jingle at 952-456-6374. That's 952-456-6374. Voila, well done. Outstanding work. All right. Um, <laughs> normally, we would also now do a mixology plug, but because Newkirk is not here and uh, what have you, we're not going to do that. So instead, we're going to do a habitation plug. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the final week of Habitation being open on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. We do still have uh, merchandise at the showroom. We've got some really nice sofas that get to be uh, selected. We've got some nice side tables, other accessories. Dining tables, dining chairs, lamps, art. Yep. So this is the time. Stop in to Habitation, and uh, you can uh, get some insanely good deals before we make our move over to the new location in Edina. And that is what we're going to talk about. Are you ready, Ms. Heimerman? Yes, I am. All right. I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, this is the beginning. You're going to be hearing a lot about the District of Dina, uh, and this is going to be your intro to exactly what's happening. Brett Johnson, are you ready? I am ready. Excited to hear about the new building. Excellent. All right. Here we go. Habitation Audio Log Installment 50. Oh, and by the way, I chose 50 because I've lost track of how many there were, and I've kind of randomized the numbers. I I figured 50 is a good place to start. You could have put like 1,000 on there, just make it sound cooler. (laughs) 36752 stroke B. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Habitation Audio Log Installment 50. And uh, I will also point out, I pulled this off of our uh, first couple pages or a first paragraph of our marketing material for the district building, but why reinvent the wheel? Consistency. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Collaboration is generally preferable to competition. 
The simple truth is that working together will yield greater benefits than going it alone. That is why we have decided to create the District Edina Building. By carefully coordinating partners in the building, remodeling, and design industry, Habitation Furnishing and Design and its partners is creating a single destination for clients who are undertaking large-scale design projects. The district building, located at 7777 Washington Avenue South in Edina, is a 21,000-square-foot, three-story building with nine independent showrooms featuring design-related businesses of exceptional quality, each representing a key niche in the building, remodeling, or design project lifestyle. As such... There is perfect collaboration opportunities between each partner in the District Edina. Showrooms will range in size from 850 square feet to 3,500 square feet. Many of the showrooms will serve as a secondary showroom location to a larger existing design-related business from the Twin Cities area. This building, however, is not focused as a retail location. The concept behind the District Edina is more closely associated with International Market Square in Minneapolis, a space that focuses on projects and not products, clients and not customers. The District Edina is a destination where homeowners as well as designers and builders of all types Bring their clients to see the best items in several categories, ranging from kitchen and bath to drapery, tile, and, of course, home furnishings. So, there is the what. Now for the when. Habitation will be relocating to a temporary space in the district in February and will remain there while remodeling is underway. Taken in phases, the full building uh, grand opening will be in the fall of 2020. And I will, of course, keep you guys, my Drink in the Style listeners, up to date as the project progresses. Next week, by the way, we will be discussing another interesting aspect of the building, our flex space, which is a really cool concept. There it is. Amy, how did that? Did that describe basically what we're doing at the district? That describes what we're doing at the district, although we're not quite doing it yet. No. We are preparing the heck out of it. We are. So so the the building, the transaction is complete at the end of January, and then we're going to move over. And as I said, it's three stories. And how cool is this? So the stories are uh, two stories above ground, and one story is kind of what you would call a walkout. But the space is located right on Nine Mile Creek. It's an office building that we are rehabilitating and redeveloping into this showroom collection. Yes. Um, and we're going to go in and uh, we're going to redo the uh, – so the three floors we describe as the main floor where you come in. Then you take the elevator down to the creek view level, which has, again, this beautiful patio and this great space with the creek running behind it. Yep. Or you take the elevator up to what we call the penthouse. And in the penthouse, you will have habitation furnishing design, an art studio, an art gallery, yep. and our flex space. So we launch those or we start the build out on that top and bottom floor uh, immediately in February and March. Then we move up to the top floor and we finish the main floor. And then we launch everything as one in 2020. 
Beautiful. Beautiful awesome. stuff. Well planned. Well played. Well, <laughs> the plan can't possibly fail until it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be great. I mean, the bottom line is this. I love IMS. It's a gorgeous building. There's insanely good product there. There are great designers there. But it's downtown, and people don't always like to go downtown. And as always, I'm sorry, IMS, not the most consumer-friendly location of, you know, of, of, of all. People aren't always that comfortable. The district yep. building is going to be designed for clients. It's going to be designed to be consumer-friendly as well as designer-friendly, builder-friendly, all that other stuff, yes. right? Again, it's curated. It's, it's, we're coming full circle. It's back to that curated thing. This is all very curated by us mm-hmm. and very approachable to yep. all of those people that we will be serving. Yep. And if you go to habitationdesign.com, I'm sorry, folks, not this week, but by next week, we will have information associated with the design district, or I'm sorry, the district building, um, habitation design, <laughs> sorry, yeah. uh, the district building. Um, so you can take a look at what it looks like, or you can take a look at it on Google Maps or something, 7777 uh, Washington Avenue South in Edina. Um, it's really cool. And all good juju, 7777 yes. Washington Avenue, three floors of 7,000 square foot each, Yes. and a creek that runs behind it, and in Chinese... Uh, uh, business philosophy to locate your business uh, against moving water is considered to be good fortune. Yes, there you go. <laughs> All right, beautiful. It can't fail. And I mentioned, by the way, that this is that this is going to be a fabulous place for third-party designers, etc. Which very quickly, because I've talked too much as I always do. Um, Transitions into your third role at Habitation Furnishing and Design, which is yes. trade liaison. Yes, I am the face of the trade, so they say. Uh, and so in kicking that off, we are designers. Mm-hmm. And so we get designers, we get what you're up against, budgets, timelines, specifications, and the all-important client relationship. Mm-hmm. We want happy clients. We want you to have happy clients. So um, we just want to uh, use our vendors, which we have more than 40, Mm-hmm. And then we'll have more within this district. Um, and so we want to utilize those and be the best concierge we can be to help you succeed. As we've talked about many times, if you're an interior designer, your specialty is creating beautiful functional spaces. That's what you do. That's what you enjoy doing. As trade liaison, your role, Amy, is to procure the items that have been spec'd out by the designers, handling the logistics, handling the uh, the delivery, any problems that associate, are associated, right? Absolutely. And we also come along as a concierge and an extra set of hands if you need help uh, putting the layout together or, or uh, let me know what you need. Uh, here's my specs. Here's my timeline. Here's my budget. Here's what I need. Can you find me something? And I shoot you some options and some prices and, and just kind of be your, uh, your little elf in your pocket, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Amy Heimerman, elf pocket and- elf. <laughs> my golf pro, Nick Pelly. I always talk about wishing I could shrink him down, put him in my pocket, make him my pocket Pelly, mm, uh, yeah. which is troubling on many, many levels. <laughs> but there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through yet another episode. On behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design, the district in Edina, and Amy Heimerman from Habitation Furnishing and Design. Woo-hoo. I love the you woohoo. Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And to quote someone named Dan Millman, author of a book called Wisdom and the Peaceful Warrior. I haven't read this book. I know nothing about it, but I like the quote. Dream big, start small, then connect the dots. Amen. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey, brother, pour the wine. la, 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 la.